I'm Kathy Zip, Managing Editor of Solar Power World Magazine. Welcome to another edition of Solar Speaks, Solar Power World's podcast series that gives you the opportunity to hear from the industry's biggest newsmakers in their own words. Today I'm here with Vic Shaw, CEO of Green Charge Networks. His company received funding from the Department of Energy to develop agreements that help businesses cut their electricity bills by using a combination of energy storage and predictive algorithms. Green Charge Networks has already signed power efficiency agreements with major customers like 7-Eleven, Walgreens, office buildings, community colleges, and municipalities. So we're thrilled to have Vic with us today to tell us more. So thank you for being here, Vic. Thanks for having me, Kathy. Vic, can you start off by telling me a little bit more about Green Charge Networks? Sure. Green Charge Networks was founded in 2009, and the Green Station Intelligent Energy Storage System is our product, and was launched back in July of 2011, with 7-Eleven is our first customer. And in 2013, after a couple of years of few trial and testing, Green Charge Networks started offering this as a commercial product offering to the market, and we're delivering service in California and New York with a return on investment of less than five years. Let's talk about the need that you saw in the energy marketplace. I understand that many of your customers were burdened with demand charges. Can you explain what those are and how those charges work? Demand charges is sort of like paying more for faster internet access. And for the most part, most rate designs in the country, only commercial and industrial rate payers pay that. So on their monthly bill, every month they have a charge for kilowatts as well as a charge for kilowatt hours, which is what most residential customers are used to, kilowatt hour energy charge. For commercial rate payers, though, the issue, though, however, on the kilowatt side, it has been trending upwards at 7% a year every year over the past decade in more expensive areas of the country, like California and New York. And if you look at the trend at a macro level, cents per kilowatt hour has been holding steady or even perhaps trending downwards from competition, from fracking. Energy pricing is really holding steady. But kilowatt, the power side of the equation, has been going up very steadily. A lot of the customers that in-charge networks use that pay 50% or more every month in demand charges, some as high as 70-75% every month in the peak summertime. So to help these customers then, your company develops what you call customer-located or customer-sited storage projects, and I've read that you actually call your service offering power efficiency. So can you talk a little bit more about what you offer and what these terms mean? Absolutely. Energy efficiency has been a tremendous concept, really, ever since the 1970s with the oil crisis. Energy efficiency has been very much on the minds of Americans how to do things more efficiently, change our light bulbs and so forth. The issue is that after four decades of innovations and changing light bulbs, all the low-hanging fruits are done, meaning that every light bulb that could have been replaced has been replaced. And there is still a lot more to do in energy efficiency, but I think the trend overall is that it's getting harder and harder to eke out a kilowatt hours worth of savings. That's what I believe is happening in the energy efficiency world, where 
commercial and industrial customers paying today really lies in the kilowatt side, in the power side. And there is tremendous amount of work to be done on the power side. So what I refer to as power efficiency, the state of the art so far has been demand response focus as power efficiency is concerned. And I think that's a very, very positive step. But there is so much more to do. Demand response, for the most part, requires human intervention. It is a burden for the customers to dial back manually and to deliver a service back to the grid operators. And it's not 100% reliable, meaning that the distribution grid operators don't always count on reduction in demand, whereas the grid needs and deserves a reduction human intervention. So I think that's the aim of power efficiency and it holds out it really benefits everybody throughout the entire value chain. It creates incentives as well as reducing paper plants and CO2 emissions. It definitely makes a lot of sense. But can you talk about how you've had to redesign your product then to address different challenges? Our energy storage system has gone through an evolution over the past three years. We definitely learned a lot of lessons throughout our product evolution. A lot of things that we could have done a lot better. Some of the heat waves, hurricanes, and the, even the recent polar vortexes. While our product has survived unscathed, we certainly saw opportunities for improvement. Some examples, how do you keep the bugs out? In an outdoor setting, how do you make the HVAC system more efficient? How do you drain water away? So all of these are outdoor challenges with a new product, lessons that we learn. Also, the idea of making the software more efficient in the energy storage system. The, the challenge that we face in our product is that the battery is the cost driver for the unit. And so to deliver a ROI-driven offering solution to our customers, the aim is to make the battery as small as possible. Well, how do you do that? To use the software to compensate for the hardware, to shrink the hardware. So our software algorithm works almost like a stock trading algorithm in a way. But in real time, as the building loads are going up or down, our software, our algorithms, make a real-time decision to charge, discharge the battery pack to flatten out and smooth out the demand curve. So over time then, over the last several years, we've refined our software algorithm and keep making it better and better to more perfectly predict the oncoming spikes in the low profile to flatten out. Load. So just over the past couple of years, we have shrunk our hardware footprint by two-thirds, meaning that what we used to be able to do uh, two years ago, uh, we can now do with a third of the stuff. And all that improvement came from software. That's wonderful. That's a huge improvement. Now I'm sure you'll have a chance to make even more changes because of the DOE funding. So congratulations again on the funding from the Department of Energy. Can you explain how you'll use this funding to help address more issues? Absolutely. The energy storage challenge, as far as how the Department of Energy and our government thinks about it, they always thought that energy storage was going to require hundreds of billions of dollars, whereas what we have proposed 
how about a grassroots movement to get energy storage to have a private sector, public sector collaboration? How do you get private sector to participate? Well, you build a economic case around it. You put together a ROI-driven business case for the private sector where they buy these systems, they purchase them, they operate, keep it on their customer side of the meter. And they do it because there is an economic return on their investment. So all of a sudden, we were changing how the DOE looks at energy storage. It is going to get grassroots adopted because it makes economic sense. So that's the model that we are trying to build here at InCharge Networks. And we're getting a lot of recognition and a lot of customers signed up. Wonderful. What else can we expect to see from Green Charge Networks in 2014? A number of things. We are signing up more and more customers. And just over the past month, in the beginning of 2014, we've already signed more customers up than we did the entire year of 2013. So we're on a pretty fast ramp. What we believe is going to be really interesting is once the ISO market and the utilities create energy storage-specific demand response program to allow for a network to fit into the ISO market, into the demand response market, to help grid congestion. At that point, which I believe is going to happen later on in 2014, when that happens, then the entire value chain is enabled. Truly, distributed energy storage systems serve the purpose of the entire value chain from top to bottom. And at that point, the whole picture is is enabled. I believe that towards the end of 2014, we're going to see the entire value chain enabled. Really just the beginning. Over the next five years, energy storage is going to be a driving force in the grid. Absolutely. Well, we're very excited. Well, we've been speaking with Vic Shao, the CEO of Green Charge Networks. I know that I'll be looking forward to seeing what his company is able to do with the 12 million award from the Department of Energy. And if you're looking for more information, you can find it at greenchargenet.com. And Vic, again, thank you very much for taking time to speak with us today. Thank you, Kathy. It's been a pleasure. This has been another edition of Solar Speaks. I'm Kathy Zip, Managing Editor of Solar Power World Magazine. Thanks for listening, and please tune in next time.